Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the first episode of the Over the Boards podcast in a long while. I believe we were long, talk- long time. I believe we were talking earlier in 2019 was the last time we recorded. March 6th was the last uh, upload. March 6th, 2020. Okay. Was the last. So Over I'm just the Boards terrible podcast. with time. Yeah. Yeah. It just it's feels been, like 2019. It has been a month and five days since our last up podcast was uploaded onto Spotify. A month and five days from now. Sorry, a year, it's been it it's been like ten months, and I guess by default, then months. it's been yeah. ten and Whatever. ten months and twenty seven. Say one month doesn't sound correct. <laughs> no, sorry, it's been it's it, we're one month and five days away from it being a year. So it's been oh, it's been eleven. Okay. It's been eleven. Yeah. It's been like ten months and twenty six. I knew he meant, but I also knew that he did not phrase it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I botched that one. That's uh, and um, a lot has happened. A lot of um, stuff a has Stanley happened, Cup. Uh, playoff was held, and we refused to do a podcast about <laughs> it. <laughs> so there are underlying issues. There. Yeah, there so was a lot. The, I mean, the, we're the, kind of in a pandemic. The bigger there issue four hundred thousand people that died in America or something the, like the that. Big, <laughs> the bigger issue to us not holding the podcast was both teams. One team was from Florida. Their team was was Texas. So we were just kind of like, eh. Yeah, you know, I know. Like, I mean, they they're really two watching? good teams. But they, yeah. <laughs> they're two teams who nobody cares about <laughs> hockey. <laughs> like, I, I saw that Stanley Cup, and you'd think, like, oh, my gosh, this should be great. I mean, Stamkos, even though he was hurt, Kucherov, you know, Vasilevsky, Hedman, like, oh, and, and then you got Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn and Dennis Gurionov, and I just had no interest in it at all. I don't I know why. I think I maybe – I don't even – I didn't watch Game 7 because I was working, but I was – It didn't go to 7. Well, sorry, did I say 7 again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch Game 7. I didn't watch, I didn't watch Game, Game 7. 7 either. Yeah. <laughs> no, I then, literally watched the last five minutes I of it. I watched the first two games, and that's it. I didn't. I should I should have phrased it that way. I think way. I watched every game, but I did not watch every game in its entirety. I watched, like, the last ten minutes of yeah. the third period of each game. I'm like, oh, I, cool. Like, this is when it's exciting. So, I feel like we're, uh, like, unfortunately, not that we had. We had probably – negative credibility to begin with and now like we're just we're falling lower on that scale like they didn't even watch hey, the Stanley Cup s- finals oh, yeah. you can watch anything you might as well watch that right yeah, right like well, it's like the, it's like people just watch the MLB when they when it gets to the world series yeah, and like, like yeah i watch the MLB it's like have, you can't even watch the NHL finals i would venture i would venture to say that our credibility isn't as tainted because we're not being paid abhorrent amounts of money to watch hockey and talk about it we're trying to talk about hockey because we enjoy it. Yeah, we are you literally I mean? just talking about it and having fun. We had maybe yeah. more discussions in the last two years about double-breasted suits than we had about the Stanley Cup Finals. That's actually true. I spent we, more time talking to you today about double-breasted suits before we, we started recording we do this a, podcast than I did. We do a hockey podcast, and I think I named about 2% of the league's <laughs> yeah, roster. We have a segment for yeah, Duke yeah. called Roster Check. And we're going to do it right now. No. Duke, do name as many that? members the Columbus Blue Jays. of the Arizona Coyotes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mean That's, one. I'll, uh, be, I'll be honest. Honestly, I'm, 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 I would not do I'm probably well. going to name a lot of guys from the past few years. I'm not going to lie. Is Auntie Ranta still their goalie? He is still one of their goalies. Okay. Yes, there is one. Um, <clears throat> I'll give you a hint. For one of them is Phil the Thrill still there? Yeah, I was just gonna say hot Kessel. dogs. Yeah, yeah. Kessel. Kessel. Yeah. Um, this is very difficult. Wow. Oh, the guy from uh, Spit and Chicklets. Uh, <laughs> talking about 
Paul Bissonette. Yeah. He is no, not played Pierce in 20 years. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, but sure. No, we're not giving you a point. Yeah, we're not like, giving you out of that, no. He did indeed play for the then Phoenix Coyotes. He wasn't there when they were in Arizona, right? He was, he was way he was before. Phoenix, yeah. yeah, he was definitely in Phoenix. Okay. Um, he may have been there. Like He was definitely part of when they were Phoenix, but he may have been there like in the early stages when they became Arizona. I don't remember the year they switched to, to be Arizona. It was, it was like 2013, 2014, I think. Really? I thought it was seven it was, years ago. No, it was. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I, it wasn't as recent as people think. I mean, I'll find out right I'm now. So, I thought we were in college when that happened. Or I was in college, at least. I might be wrong about that, but. I'm pretty sure it was like the 13-14 season. 2014. The tw- for the 2014-15. Okay, so I was one year off. Yeah, I was, I was, not, I was going near years, college. So. Or six years. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was a lot school. long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Wait, a podcast. <laughs> I think, no, I think I was a freshman in high school. Yes. 2014-15. I yeah. was a freshman no, in high school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we were both freshmen. Yeah, because yeah. when the hockey season starts, I was because in 2014 I was in my second semester. Yeah, freshman yeah, year, okay, and you then, ended in 2014. I, but when the hockey season started in October, yes, 2014, I was 2015. A freshman, you were a we were freshmen. I remember it because freshman year of high school, Ohio State won the national championship, and they haven't won since. And I've been very sad. I, I also kind of remember that because it happened, and then I was walking down the hallway of high school and I saw this really ugly freshman and I'm like wow that kid's really ugly and it turned out it was this kid named Vinny Cristiano <laughs> and it was just he was wearing a double breasted suit I, also, I was also confused as where that was going no at, the t- at freshman year of high school I only owned one suit and it was to play in band I, that was the only reason the I had a suit band? at the time I was not in jazz band no I didn't have enough you were time just in band with I was songs. in regular regular band with Mr. Owens yeah yeah, pretty legendary, dude. Yikes. Welcome I was in, to the band podcast. I, I played I the, the, I was the baritone fresh, saxophone and the I was alto saxophone. Freshman singers. <laughs> Very nice. I didn't want to learn how to play a trumpet with an eighty-year-old man. Dude, so. just do percussion. That's what I did for middle school when I had to choose. There was no like choir percussion. And band. There, was there's there? no percussion no, for no, a no, band. No, 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 no. no you could well, play like, like drums, but you, yeah. you, you were still in band. Yeah, you were still in band. You couldn't just do like percussion. We didn't go to a giant school. Like, yeah. No, like in the band, there was definitely percussion, but like, yeah, it was. But wasn't. it was all it was all like the same class. I mean, like, I've played saxophone since third grade, so I didn't have to go in and like learn. Like you said, you're not going to learn trumpet to do like. My brother tried to learn trumpet, and he got like terrible grades because this guy was just this grumpy old guy who expected you to know how to play the instrument. Yeah. And my brother never learned how to play the trumpet. <laughs> thought I'm going to learn how to play the trumpet, and then he never learned and just got awful grades. So I joined freshman singers, and I carried an 100 average in my. Arts class. Very well done. Yeah. The new band <laughs> teacher there is Mr. Vincent. He's a pretty cool guy. Is he? I'm yeah. Not, I, God, I love guys named Vincent. Uh, my my junior year, Mr. My senior year was Mr. Vincent's first year there. Okay. So he retired so, when you were uh, when when graduated. graduated. Yeah. Okay. So like that first year, like I was a president of the band at, the, at my senior year. Oh, so like oh. I basically like told, I just basically told him what to do. I was like, Mr. Vincent, this is how everything runs. I'm just kidding. He actually did a really good job. I and love these people like him a lot. Like yeah. he's actually really. Uh, he's he's really good, and yeah, the, um, the guy took so over. are the rest of the eighteen players on the Arizona Coyotes. If you want to continue to guess those, yeah, these the these conversations that pander to the zero percent of our listeners. Yeah, zero. Okay, I want to say hundred percent of our listeners are sitting in this room right now, and, and this conversation panders to sixty six percent of our listeners. And I'm also going to say, like, our parents probably also listen to this, and like, 
My dad had Mr. Owens when he went to My St. mom Joseph. would love yeah. to hear me talk about <laughs> me playing. She, she misses me playing in band. My dad played saxophone in high school for the same teacher that Vincent had when he played saxophone. It's <laughs> actually kind of wild. Mr. Owens was there for a long, long time. time. My dad said he was old when my dad went there. And my dad graduated. Yeah, his yearbook pictures did not change. My dad like graduated in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> And Mr. Owens was there until 2017. <laughs> All right. Uh, Duke, uh, for the sake I, of... I'm just... I don't know any other Phoenix. You don't know any other. You, you definitely know. know. There, there's one who's one. a former Sabre on their roster who just signed there this offseason. You definitely know at least one. You're up to two, which is... Uh, Cliff Poo? <laughs> <laughs> you know where he is. ECHL, last time I heard. You, you know what organization he's with? No. He's with the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember we traded a fourth liner for him? Yeah. And then he gave that fourth liner $9 million. Ridiculous, dude. Um, I, I, are we, are we going to get into that? Is that on the docket for today? To if you'd like, I mean, I don't there's care. A, there's a, I think we have that's in the saber section. Being a college from Buffalo doing a hockey podcast, I feel like we have to talk about the sabers. Yeah, we do, of course. Yeah, I, I feel like that. if if anybody that's not us listens to this podcast, they're probably like hoping to lis- listen to something about the sabers. They're hoping to listen to either something about the sabers or the Blue Jackets because they're you know related to me. To you, yeah. yeah that's so like. Fair. Yeah. Um, the thirty, yeah. There's a thirty-three percent of this podcast former brings saber. ninety percent of our. This, here, I'll give you a hint. This guy isn't good. He's not bad. The guy from the Sabres, you mean? Good. You're naming literally every right. saber ever. Hold on, wait. All right, this should give you a hint. Um, when he signed with this team, a lot of people immediately hated the current Sabres GM because of a different contract of an almost identical player that stayed with the Sabres. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're literally the same player. So almost identical players. They played the player on the who same stayed line, in Buffalo and one was player... hilariously voted into the All-Star game in 2015 in Columbus. Oh, Gergensen's? Okay, yeah. So he stayed with Buffalo for a lot more money than this guy. So they re-signed this guy to stay in Buffalo. It's Gergensen's. You just said that. This other guy... Went to Arizona, signed for significantly less money, although they are almost identical, and some could argue that this guy is better than Gergensen's by a little bit. <laughs> Man, we are doing everything we can to help yeah. you out with this one. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Johan Larson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. Larry. Larry. Yeah. Um, okay, other okay. notable players you didn't get, but Understandable why he wouldn't. Derek Broussard just signed there this offseason. Um, Drake Ajula just signed there this offseason. But Jacob oh. Chikrin, uh, Lawson Kraus, Jason Kajula, Demers. Where'd Kajula go to college? Uh, North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bess. Dvorak. Played with Brock Besser, I think, too. He did. Yeah. We talked about this on a different episode last year. Yes, we did. Because you guessed somebody else. I think when you were doing the Vancouver quiz, yeah. I think you guessed, you guessed I, somebody I else guessed, that wasn't well, I Besser. Guessed, yeah. I don't remember what it was. I was listening to it the other day trying to make our new intro that hopefully... It was the CBS line. It was uh, Schmaltz, uh, Besser, and Kajula. Kajula, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, I don't know if, it, depending on how quickly you edit this, we might have the new intro at the beginning of this podcast, if not this one, then the next one. Also, Christian Fisher, Alex Goligoski, I think uh, Barrett Christian Hayden, the, the biggest Nicholas Jarmarsson. The biggest name on this team... Jarmson. 
the biggest name on this Darcy team that's Kemper. probably not Phil Kessel oh, is, is Oliver Ekman Larson. I would yeah. assume oh. he's a, he's our captain. Uh, he's kind of a good player. You know, I like my goalie. Not as good as he used to be, but still pretty you know, good. I like yeah. my goalie tandems. I probably should have gotten uh, yeah. Darcy Kemper, uh, Nick Schmaltz, also, and then uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, wow, that was. Two to start it off. Pretty on par, baby. <laughs> Welcome I, I, back. I would be honest. That that's that that's a tough that's a tough team to start it out with. Dude, what's that, like eight or nine of the Bruins last year? We're, well, I mean, we're gonna find out because we're gonna have yeah, you, and then you name the most random players. Didn't you forget Pasternak? And um, you named Danton Heinen. <laughs> and then when we did the Oilers, <laughs> <laughs> and we did the Oilers, you forgot about Nugent Hopkins, but you named Ethan Bear. <laughs> Hey, relax, man. Ethan, Ethan Bear's a top top pairing defenseman now, isn't he? Yeah, that's the hilarious thing. He literally was like, oh, I remember Ethan Bear. And this this was at a point in his career where he had played like maybe 20 games in his career. And then after he did that, he just became like a top defenseman for I the don't, Oilers. I don't really know much about current lines in hockey, but I'm a hell of a scout. I will tell you that. <laughs> You're just like, Ethan Bear, this guy's going to be I good. know talent when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That Campbell Car play was disgusting the other day. Speaking of young talent defensemen, yeah, I saw that. I saw Campbell Car play live. I saw that entire. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we were. I was there for. Uh, oh my god, that dude! His skating ability is just he's unreal. So good. Dude. He, he, he's just so he's unreal. So good. He he was so good for UMass dude, too, man. And, and it's and it's crazy that like he'll play with like. He's Lang gonna Scott play. And, like, yeah. In, a, in, like, a year from now, he'll probably be – the top pairing for the Avalanche is probably going to be Bowen Byram, who is also the fourth overall pick a year later. Yeah. And Kale – that's so gross. And then their top line is disgusting. Still. It's Yes, still. Landis Gog, McKinnon, McKinnon, and Rantanen. Yeah. And then they got Nazem Kadri and Brandon Saad. And Do they even have a goalie? Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer and uh, Pavel Francouz, and like you hear those names, and you're like, yeah, it's okay. But you look at their numbers the last two years; they're actually pretty damn good. Yeah, like rock solid, man. I mean, the, if the Avalanche don't win a Stanley Cup in the next five years, I would be stunned. That they're would really, be like a total failure to me. They're really good. They're ridiculous. Yes. Um. So let's talk about the topic that I've been waiting to talk about. Tony D. Oh, he's smoking that Tony D pack. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, if you had not heard, Tony D'Angelo was waived from the New York Rangers due to an incident, which nobody really knows a lot about. There's some speculation. There's, there's a, lot, a of, lot of speculation, a, not a ton confirmed. Let's confirm yeah. what's happened, what we know so far, what we 100% know. Tony D'Angelo and Alexander Gurgiev, who was starting for the Rangers in overtime, had a, a miscommunication, mm-hmm. turned over the puck. Sidney Crosby, ever heard of him? Pretty no. good. Found the back of the net. What kind of name is Sidney? <laughs> what are you, dude. Australian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro. Um, yeah, so the, the, uh, the Rangers lost again, and their record is not very good. Just real quick side note, um, something I found out last night that I just thought was a cool tidbit. So um, I don't know if you've ever heard this. Uh, Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby are from the same like yeah. hometown, and Nathan McKinnon like grew up idolizing Sidney Crosby. Isn't it uh, Cole Harbor in Nova Scotia? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It is. I don't. I don't remember. But um, but like Nathan McKinnon would 
like has like the same like stick, like tapes it the same, puts his pads on the same way as Sidney Crosby and just grew up idolizing him. And like and they like eventually just kind of became like the same level and rivals and stuff like that. And then uh, they like raised up this hill because like once they got to like some highly competitive point where like they were just yeah. like, doing stuff together. They had this ra- these races up this hill. I've Cros- heard the story, yeah. Crosby beat them nine out of nine times, and they were doing it the tenth and last time. And Nathan McKinnon was working hard and started to go past Sidney Crosby. Crosby grabbed his ankle and pulled it out, so then McKinnon fell, so then Sidney Crosby would beat him. <laughs> it's just a great story. Man. I don't know. It's just kind of cool. And, like, just... That would make me very angry, I'll be completely honest with you. That No, I think I'd yeah. laugh. That's gotta, hilarious. It, it's like his idol, though. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's getting to train and race against his idol, who's, like, the greatest hockey player alive. All right. So, like, let's – I'll put that in perspective. My idol is Rick Jenneret. If I'm racing Rick Jenneret <laughs> up a hill – You better beat him. I don't think he would make it to that. <laughs> I, I love but, you, RJ. But again, <laughs> looking – but looking – but, like, phrasing it like that, if Rick Jenneret grabbed my ankle and threw me down a hill, I'd probably be like, yeah, that's fine. But, like – if it's like if I'm right, so like if I'm running, like if, if Jack Eichel and I are running up a hill, he grabs my ankle, throws me on the ground. I'm like, dude, like why? I mean, he would probably be running with zero energy and like zero want to be there because that's how he plays hockey. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get into that when we talk about it. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah, okay. we'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll get into that later. We'll move on. Okay. Well, okay. Well, if we're gonna talk about players, and we'll get back to Tony D'Angelo in a second, who played with zero energy or want to be there, why don't we just get into Pierre Luc Dubois? <laughs> that was that was neat. Wow, what they are calling the shift. Yeah, but they never they never put Pierre they never put the C on Pierre Luc Dubois. Well, there's a reason. I mean, did you see his shift? That's what I'm saying. Is they have they gave Jack Eichel the captain, and he does not play or act like a captain. Like I look at a, I look at a guy like Josh Allen who comes to Buffalo, embraces the city, and but like you Jack, think that Jack Eichel hasn't embraced the city. Jack Eichel does not have an eighth of the charisma or energy that Josh. Okay, Allen but has. Yeah, you don't and draft he, a player that high because of their charisma. But you don't give them the captaincy either. Who okay, else well, who gonna, else who would else you, you give the captaincy captain? to? I don't know. Over the last three years, who do you give it to? There's not a single player on the Sabres roster. Did you give it to Reinhardt? Oh my gosh, sense. yes. The, the the personality we see from Sam Reinhardt. There's not anybody on the Sabres roster that deserves it. No, well, no. The only person could be Eichel because he's clearly the most talented player on the roster. And but he, over the, he think wants about, to win. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. His I mean, his his. his he wants he to win, but he doesn't want to win here. He wants to go home to Boston. And I don't think he wants. I don't want, necessarily I don't, think really that's don't true. think that's true. <laughs> I don't. I think it is. He just plays with. So little energy, and it's so frustrating to watch because he's so talented. Well, I think that's and part of his game, though. Is it, it's, it's it's a little bit more low-key when you watch. The, the way, way that he, he skates. skates. The way he skates is, like, it looks like he's it's putting little key, to no effort But he's in. being low-key taking seven games to score a goal when you're the franchise player of your team. I mean, the whole team is having trouble scoring. The whole issue with the Sabres right now is I mean, nobody can score in five-on-five. Five. Taylor Hall, he yeah. scored the first game he played here. Yeah, also, and that's the only... he has eight assists, too. So, like, yeah. I mean, like, like, what do you Eichel value? has, I mean, like, the eighth points. most points in the NHL right now because he has a ton of assists. The uh, Another issue is that 
you know, the head coach is continuing to mix up the line because you can't find chemistry and score on five on five. Yeah, and also your coach just continue, refuses to give Jeff Skinner any minutes where he could maybe score a goal. I don't understand how you put Casey Middlestead out there at six on five. Okay, can I just Jeff say this there. straight up right now? And I'm not trying to be mean to the poor kid, but Casey Middlestead Bad, sucks. He's yeah. awful. He's not good at He is no, literally the second rendition me, like, of, of Sonny Milano. Like, okay, he, that's great. Every player on the Sabres is better than you. Me, <laughs> <him. Okay>. Every <laughs> player in the NHL. I hope to God <laughs> that all the players that are playing professional okay, hockey would like, be better than me. Vinny, no, every but, player in the East yes. Coast Hockey League is a With million skate times circles around no, us. But, but I'm just, but look, but yeah, but like he's, yeah, I, I understand your point. I'm just, I'm just trying to like, I don't know. I, maybe he's listening to us, and I didn't want to be rude. Well, look, we're not try- look, I'm not trying to be mean to the guy, but he sucks. He's terrible. Like He's just bad. He, I, he is literally Sonny Mulatto 2.0. Yeah. I hated that pick when they made it. I hate it even more now. I don't, I, I, I don't even want to get into it. I mean, Kruger has made a, a bunch of coaching decisions that I question, but I mean. I mean, he's he, making he millions and millions of dollars to make those decisions, so. I can't really say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right, but, but, I mean, you got to yeah, figure no. something out. It also doesn't help that I mean, you're dealing with, I mean, two players now. They've been, you know, between Oposo, who's he's, he's oh, dude, talk uh, about a waste, dude. Uh, he's not a waste. I mean, the guy almost died. I mean, he was in the hospital yeah, two years ago. Doesn't mean I can't say he sucks at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I will say this. I mean, I, I think De- Vinny definitely does have a point. I think what he went through medically absolutely altered his career. But at the end he of the was, day, we it, you're still making six million a year. We're expecting you to score you're, goals. You're if not you're producing. looking at it from Honestly. a, if you're looking at a perspective of you're just looking at the statistics and the performance on the ice, not regarding <laughs> like. I mean, and just just looking at it from a hockey standpoint, you're definitely disappointed in his production. But like, also, but yeah. as a human being, you look at it and you're like, "Yeah, that really sucks." But like, you can't really blame him because that was super unfortunate. But I'm not here to talk about being a human being. I'm here to talk about him as a hockey player. And I don't know, did he even produce before? I mean, uh, I don't think it was. He really- came now again. He came out of the team signing a six. He he signed you know for six million dollars a year. He came out of the team, a team that was going to end up finishing last again. I mean, it's really hard to produce when you're you're on a top line at that point that just you just can't score to begin with. See, I'm just hearing you guys make excuses for people who suck at hockey. <laughs> if you, if you want me to sit here and, and talk about players who suck. I mean, I was the first just, person to criticize Eichel for turning it over in overtime the other day and letting... Dude, that was the laziest play I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and he's our captain. <laughs> this is what I mean. He plays with such low energy, zero charisma. He does not care. It seems like he does not want to be here. You're welcome. I, I, I don't think it's quite that extreme, but I understand where if you can you be disappointed. If you want to talk about players production. who suck at hockey... <clears throat> Let's do a Buffalo Sabres roster quiz. The ultimate thing that I think you're missing, Duke, is that there's many ways to lead. There's many ways. How how vocal do you see Sidney Crosby? Sidney Crosby, we you just said, and I'm not sure I 100% agree with it, saying that he's the greatest player in the world. Yeah, if he's not, he's he's the second as of right now. It's Connor McDavid. Yes, he was at one point. Yes, he was absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with you, but you know that's that's beside the point. Back when Nathan McKinnon idolized him. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about that. Sidney Crosby 
<laughs> I, I don't know what he sounds like, to be honest with you. I don't 100% know what he sounds like. Okay. He's but, the quietest guy ever. But also, you never see Jack, like, the other day I saw Connor McDavid. a video of Connor McDavid go from one of the ice to other and bury it. I've never seen yes, Jack because he's incredible. Yeah, because I, I said the They're exact same. You can styles. call my. You can call my. You can call I the guys. Like I said before we started the podcast, I was talking about my franchise mode. I'm in. You can call all four of them right now and ask them the words I said about Jack Eichel after he turned the puck in in overtime, and then McDavid goes a couple days later and scores that goal. I said, I want Eichel to do that one time. Like I said the exact same thing. I've seen McDavid do it. Yeah. Loads of times. There right. are so many videos yeah, sure. of Conor McDavid here's the thing. making ridiculous plays because he is so talented. Yeah, he and he, the because he he's the greatest player on, the, went, in, on earth. He, he also went, plays he went, with Leon Dreisaitl. He went into a an awful organization. Who Really? Had, yeah. God, doesn't that sound familiar? So did Jack Eichel. Yes. Well, you know what? Conor McDavid did something with See, here's the thing. What has he no, no, done? No, no, no. He's won he one playoff series. No. He's won wait, one playoff series. Wait. Yeah, here's what? the thing. It looks like Conor McDavid wants to be on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers. It does not look like Jack Eichel wants to be on the ice for the Buffaloes. Again, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, when you watch them play hockey, they play hockey two different ways. Yes. They also join two different teams with two different situations. The Oilers have, in some ways, hit oh. on their draft picks. They hit on Dreisaitl. The Sabres got Reinhardt, and, like, he's definitely not as good. He's not really a miss, but Here's he's the not thing. Dreisaitl. They drafted, yeah, they drafted Sam Reinhardt second overall, and the next player was Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> so. And then Dreisaitl has Dreisaitl like, won the heart I mean, last year gosh, because he no. was the best player statistically in the NHL. When you look at the rest of the, you know, it's been, they were drafted in 2015. So Reinhardt and Dreisaitl were drafted in 2014. Since then, the Sabres have continually missed Casey on Casey Middlestad, Alex Nylander. Yeah, you're only oh, hit. He's not even that great. He he's has good, definitely he's played. He's a little he, disappointing, yeah. Yeah. He was the first yeah. overall draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he. I, I, won't, I won't argue with you about Rasmus that. Dahlien was taken in the same position as Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall. Okay, yeah, but he was also tr- taken in the same position as, like, like. Was it Nail Yakupov, like the first overall? Yeah, I mean, pick? You, you can make that argument. The, the ultimate thing, though, is like, there's got to be something that pops with your game if you're the number one overall pick. I think. And also, like every single like game we play, like they show some ridiculous graphic about how many like in the top five were taken in these games because we have four of those guys were taken in the top five of drafts. Yes. Well, yeah, the Sabers have. The, the Sabres have Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhart, Rasmus Dahlin, all taken within the top two picks. Not, 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 not even to mention that you have where was, um, where was Op- I don't know where Oposo was drafted. Oposo, I believe, was ninth overall. Yeah. So like, well, like it's just Ristol. I, I don't remember where Ristol line. It was in like the twenties, I think. Yeah. I, but like you are, you have a team of guys that is. I mean. I don't remember when we drafted Mikhail Grigorenko. I mean, that's another oh, miss that Blue now is, he's on the Blue Jackets and he's hey. on, like, their second oh, line. Oh, man, baby. I love that guy. Oh, Griggs, baby. <laughs> he's, he, he, the Sabres as a franchise have failed to give Jack people that he can work with. They got yeah, Evander Kane, like, and then they got Ryan O'Reilly. And you, you can't and play you with O'Reilly because they're both centers. You end up trading him, and you're losing the trades. You struggle with goaltending defensively for four years. Yeah, but they had those guys, and they had those guys, and those guys wanted to leave. 
I think because the focused. environment was terrible. Yes, and there's a reason for that, and it's because your captain is not being it's a okay, good captain. Okay, but he wasn't the captain. No, he wasn't the captain. Point. Still, until why after would you give him the captaptaincy then? You're Who giving, else okay, are you going to make the here's captain? The, here's the reason, Duke. You give him the captaincy because you're hoping that he's going to develop into that but guy. But he hasn't. But okay, but you're focused on the wrong damn problem. Your goaltending sucks. Your defense sucks. So why are you blaming that on Eichel? I mean, the, in the just past, because your team sucks doesn't last, mean you can't be a good leader. It's hard to be a good leader hard, yeah. on a bad team. It's it's very, it is really very hard to be a good it's leader very on a bad team. You're blaming the wrong you, people. You here. can't. It's your job then to literally tell people in the locker room. You're doing a bad. You're not doing your job. You have to do a better job of doing your job. Yeah, and if and you don't he do goes, that, then you're not. You're not a good captain. I, but it's not as simple you as you just have a great. Like God, I'm sorry. I like Nick Foligno as my captain. I don't think Nick Foligno is going to fix the Buffalo Sabers overnight. I don't think so either. But I would rather. So, see, that, so then, what's I, your point about the captain? What I'm saying is, I would rather see somebody who plays and acts like Nick Foligno than I would see somebody who plays and acts like Jack Eichel. Uh, no offense. I'd what? Rather, I'd rather have the What? I mean, if you want to trade Jack Eichel for Nick Foligno, I think I'm I'd sign up for that right no, now. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Jack Eichel is much more talented than Nick Foligno. Yes. But Nick Foligno plays with more heart and, and I think he has to. More. I think he has to, though. He has to. There's some people Jack that are does. just getting Again. naturally okay, just, just So you're saying just because Jack Eichel has more talent, you're going to let him get away with being a shit captain? I, you're, I don't think you're necessarily getting, letting him get thing. away with say, being a shit captain. Yeah, I, I don't I think, know if he is a shit captain. Here's another I thing: is, is once so like, who's the, and the reason that we don't know if he's a good captain is because the Sabers suck. It, we need to see him on a good team. If the Sabers are playing, here's the thing: if the Sabers are playing well and he's not playing well and he's showing no energy, then you can look at that and say that's a problem. Okay. But if everybody else sucks, even before Connor McDavid had Leon Dreisaitl. What are you talking he about? Always had, he always had the Andrei Seidel. Okay, but still, before he, they were like on the same line and dominant together and everything like that, right? Okay. He still played with enthusiasm and heart, and he looked like a good leader on a dog shit team. Did yes, he, though? I, under- I, don't, I don't, again. Yes, he did. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm just going to say this right now. Stop comparing Jack Eichel to Connor McDavid. They were taking people. one pick apart. I can compare them if I want I, to. I want to give you a list of player. every first two picks in the draft ever. These are by far, not, okay, that by far is not the right word to use with this. There is very few situations where, you're where gonna the see first the, overall the pick difference. and the second okay, overall pick two, are actually the identical players. In the 2005 draft, we just talked about Crosby. Do you know who went second overall? No. Bobby Ryan. You didn't can't he also co- play with. Did, did he not play in Pittsburgh for a while? No, no. he went to Ottawa. and He was with Ottawa for a while. He was with Anaheim, then he went to Ottawa, and now yeah. he's with the Red Wings. I'm I mean, so. okay, but like seriously, is- I, I love Bobby Ryan. Great story, by the way. Bobby Ryan's an incredible story if you've paid attention over the last year. But that's besides the point. Who'd you rather have? But still, too, like Sidney Crosby, and is it going, even close? Going, no. But going into that draft, the whole thing was, oh, I don't know if you heard this, but I heard this a lot because. We were in last place, so we were going to get. Was that Jack Eichel's pick. normally the number one overall pick in most drafts? But the, and then it was also and, oh, and in, rec- in recent years it might not it might be close too. I mean, is he getting drafted above Matthews if they're the same age? Maybe. God, I'm sorry, I don't know, man. I mean, well, that's, that's I mean. a tough. That's a tough. It's discussion. a tough decision. It's a really tough decision. That's a very similar. But again, you look at like is Pat, Would you rather have dra- Jack Eichel or Patrick Line? Patrick Line was a second overall pick. You'd have, oh, wow. Are you wow. serious? Let me tell you, man. I have Patrick Lyon. I am happy with him. But if you want to make that trade, I'll do it today. I'll give you Patrick Lyon I would, and Nick Foligno for Jack Eichel. I would. <laughs> no. No. I'm not giving up my captain. If you'd. I'll it, give up mine. 
You don't like your captain. I like mine. So, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> I, okay. So, uh, since so in 2010, Taylor Hall was the first overall pick. Yes. Right. Second overall was Tyler Sagan. Right. They're both good. I think at this. That's point, actually one of the rare cases. I think. I think. I take the number two, but that's not. I wouldn't necessarily on. Why would you take the number two there? Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan He's over Taylor Hall. Unreal. Yeah. Taylor Hall. It's, it's a debate. I mean, I, I'm not going to criticize really anybody for taking Taylor Hall now, over Taylor Sagan, but I think Taylor Sagan's a better player. To quickly jump back into the Sabres thing, the, part of the issue with Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel is that they're playing on the same line and they're very identical players. They're always in the they're, exact yes. same spot. The way they play hockey puts them in the exact same position and they're not able to make plays with the other person. It's, it's very, very almost difficult. like one of them should be with Jeff Skinner and the other one should be with Sam Reinhardt. That's a Doesn't very, matter which one you do. No. Just, just throwing right. that out there. So we've got uh, – so it's in 2010, Taylor Hall. In 2011, Ryan Nugent Hopkins went first overall. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Number two was Gabe Landeskog, which actually I think is another take situation. Number two. That's where I take two. Or number two. Is, yeah. Now, again, Gabe now Landeskog. Now the next one's hilarious. <laughs> Nail Yakupov, the second is Ryan Murray. <laughs> so I, now bad. there's a situation that, like, Another situation where it's two, but it's like you take a two because you're going to get like 40 games out of your defenseman. Yeah. Where instead of zero from Nail Yakupov, who isn't even in the freaking league. 2013, Nathan McKinnon was the first overall pick. Yes. I don't remember who was two that year. 2013. I don't remember either. <laughs> you guys are looking at me. <laughs> yeah, it's evading me right now. Um. Oh, Barkov. Oh, Alexander Barkov. Barkov. And let me tell okay. you, Barkov is sick, but he's I'm very taking good. him. But he's I'm in not... a bad situation, right? Barkov? Or he was. He, well, I mean, he, he was. was but Florida's Florida. actually doing pretty damn well this year. But, like, here's the thing is, again, you're definitely taking McKinnon over Barkov. Yes. Like, 100%. And you can't well, really can compare the two of them. If you use the same argument that Jay used about Jack Eichel, you can't say that until Alexander Barkov's been on a good team. Well, our Alexander no. Barkov is on a good team right now. He's, but Alexander Barkov's not the as, captain. He's not on a team as good I don't as. Think he is. He's not on a team as good as Colorado. I mean, sure. But, but God, but I mean, at the same. How many teams are as good as Colorado right now? I mean, do we want to wait that long for the Sabres to be as good as the Colorado Avalanche are right now? You're going to be waiting a damn long time. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Aaron Eckblad, 2014. Sam Reinhardt, yeah, I'll take Aaron Eckblad over him. But actually, the one I'll but take again, is third overall. But again, you're taking Leon Dreisaitl as third overall pick. All right. 2015, Connor McDavid. Second overall is Jack Eichel. You're obviously taking McDavid because right now he's the best player on the face of the earth. And he plays with more heart, charisma. No, you're taking <laughs> him because he's way more talented. I know, he also is way player. more talented. All right. Okay, can we just stop for a second? Don't tell me that Connor McDavid plays with charisma. I think I've seen that guy smile once. He is the most boring person. What do you think person. charisma is? He is the Christmas most boring. energy and he just plays. I don't see. I don't really see like him just like enthusiastic about anything. He's just an incredible player. Yeah. I, All I, the criticisms you're see. saying about Jack Eichel, I hope you understand that these are the same criticisms yeah. that are actually about Connor McDavid and Edmonton. Look at the. Reporters. I think part of the I issue. think they're. I think they're BS. I hate them. I hate both the discussions. I think they're both BS. I, another but issue. These are have discussions is we don't that are live had about in Edmonton to, to listen to every single time. Connor McDavid gets interviewed. We don't listen to every single radio talk show host talk about the way Connor McDavid plays hockey. I, There's no way you can criticize him because he's the best player in the NHL right now, but I think realistically, you're not sitting there listening to all his press conferences. You hear 
everybody in your area talk about Jack Eichel. You listen to every yeah. single word Jack Eichel says. So you're familiar with the way that he talks and the way that he acts. Yeah. Where you're not there to listen to every time Conor McDavid does a press conference. I've also never you're, seen Conor McDavid turn the puck over and go. Because you don't, you watch, don't watch every Oilers game. games. Still. An- another issue is Jack Eichel goes out in three-on-three overtime, and he's got Rasmus Ristolainen and Sam Reinhart with him. Connor McDavid goes out there in three-on-three overtime, and he's got Leon Dreisaitl, and they could probably play two-on-three with most trios in the NHL and probably hold their own. Yeah. My problem here, Duke, is you're suggesting a solution to a problem that's not there. Stripping Jack Eichel of the captaincy, let's say that's theoretically what you want to do, doesn't help the Sabres. Your defense sucks, your goaltending sucks. We just had this conversation the other day about the Cleveland Browns. Does trading Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson make him that much better? It doesn't make him any better. So that's a solution to a problem that's not actually there. What you need to fix is that awful defense. But I'm saying that... So th- th- that's what? my point. If, you have, if you're looking at a team... Okay, let's just say this. The Sabres aren't good. They haven't been for years. Goaltending. Sucks. Defense. Sucks. Captain. Good, but he's not as good as I want him to be. So why are you... Po- okay, he's still good. Because so why don't you focus is, on the other this areas? Because what I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, all of those other things suck, and we need to fix those, but Jack Eichel being good at hockey, does that mean he's a good captain? And I think he can be. That, and that's, that's fair. He might not be a good captain, but the only way that we can tell it is if they're a good that's team. We true. haven't had the chance Dude, yet. Brian Gianta sucked at hockey, and, yes, and, and, you, and our team sucked, but he was a good captain. Yes, because he was oh, a great. veteran and he finished who was last established. in the NHL. He was established. Oh, he was Jack a veteran. Eichel is what? What is he? Twenty two, twenty three. He's a little older than that now. I think he was eighteen. When he was eighteen when he was drafted in twenty fifteen. How so old it's is been five years. Six so he's got to be twenty three, twenty four by now, I'd assume. Six years, twenty four. Yeah, so he's twenty four. Okay, so he's twenty four years old. Brian Giotto was like thirty six. He was uh, old. He was all established. Right. Breaking news from my friend Tyler Godesabois, uh, who said um, the entire New Jersey's Devil team has COVID. Uh, it's actually 10 players have reportedly tested positive for the coronavirus today. God. I wonder what that means for the Sabres. I don't know, but i got to go switch my fancy hockey lineup right now. It's a good thing. I, oh, yeah, we didn't do that again. We should have created a new league that was I can just restart today. the league if you want. <laughs> I guess. I saw that on my ESPN the other day. I'm like, oh, my team's name is still Jash. Um... ESPN Fantasy Hockey. Yeah, so, like, here's the thing. It's You, you have three problems. In, actually, let's say four, because I'm not sold on the coach. There you go. I'm not. Yeah. So, and, and you, coaching, you also have a, questionable. Uh, okay, G, early, but GM, questionable. Defense, questionable. Goaltending, questionable. So, what do we blame here? Well, it's on the captain. This is I, had, I had Jay, to ask you an I'm honest question. Not, I had to Jay, ask you an Jay. honest question right now. <laughs> on, how I... many extra points are the Buffalo Sabres going to get if Jack Eichel's trying his hardest? Three? Yeah. No. I... Is that going to make the difference between the Buffalo Sabres making the playoffs or not? No, but it's something I would still like to see. And I'm not saying, this, I'm not saying that the problem with the Sabres being terrible at hockey is Jack Eichel not caring. I'm saying that that is an issue that needs to be fixed because I would like to see... My star player and my captain playing harder than Jack Eichel is now. It's fair. And if, if we, if even if we did only get three more points, that's three more points. And as a captain, if you say I got my team three more points, 
Like that's that's what I want for my captain. All right. Th- then I'll listen to you on that. But I'm, I'm just saying, like. Yeah, I think that's what is being misconstrued. Is I'm not saying that's the issue with the Sabers, but I'm saying that is an issue with the Sabers, and I'm saying that's an issue that's easier to fix than building a defense and building an offense and all that stuff because you have to put pieces together to be able to do that. But you you can make the conscious decision to be a better captain and play with more. But what do you suggest that they do as a result of it? What do you mean? The Sabres. What do you do to make that better for him? I don't know. I just want him to play better. That's all I want to do. You want him to play better? Not play better. Play harder. Play harder. Okay. So, Jay, do you remember two years ago when a caller called in to Buffalo's WGR 550? Yes, it was hilarious. He was talking about Tage Thompson being like a six foot five guy who can score like five goals. And but he was talking. But do you remember him talking about how Eichel needed to score more? Yeah. And how Eichel needed to get more points, and he was on pace to get a hundred points. Yeah. Which, by the way. The Blue Jackets had maybe had like once, and that was Panarin, and then he left. <laughs> I, I don't think you can sit here and really put any criticism on Jack Eichel for turning the puck over in overtime, trying to make a play. Him, because that's what that's... he was doing is he was trying to make a play in overtime is, is where that turnover came from. And that's fine. At the end of the day, we're, we've been talking about this for a while, and the, at the end of the day, it doesn't fix anything. It's not, it's not going to fix anything. He is not the thing that needs to change. Yes. What you need to do is give him people that are going to help him succeed, and even though he's already partially succeeding by himself, mm-hmm. you've got to put a team together that it can help. Last year, the Sabres' problem, along with goaltending and defense, was depth scoring. You could only get your power play and your top line to score. Now we have depth scoring, but only on the power play and occasionally on five-on-five. On five. You don't have five-on-five five scoring. Linus Allmark's playing unreal right now, and our defense is struggling. We're allowing a lot of shots, and our five-on-five five shot quality is terrible. He is not the issue you need to take right now with the Sabres. Although, I will admit to you that when I watch him play, he does look slightly different than he did in the past five years. And that's what I'm saying is, like, I agree with you that the biggest issue with the Sabres is that we need to get more people. But again, this wasn't a problem last year. I didn't look at him last year and say he didn't play with passion or heart. I looked at Jack Eichel last year and said, wow, this guy, all he does is he fights people off and takes a pocket, fires it, and, you know, he's shooting all the time and trying to make passes, and he's just got no help. This year he looks different. I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe it's because of the pandemic and he's just is not really enjoying his life or because he doesn't love the situation he's in or, or maybe he's, he doesn't, you know, maybe he actually he liked having a guy on his line that could score 40 goals and then now they went and paid that guy and moved him down to the fourth line. Maybe he doesn't like his coach because his coach, coach took away the only other guy that he ever played with on the Sabres that could actually put pucks in the back of the net. I don't know what it is and I'm not going to question him because he's the best player the Sabres have had since Jill Perot. I think realistically you have to, you have to sit here and be like, Eichel's probably doing all that he can every day. And if he's going to turn pucks over trying to make plays, that's what it's going to have to take until you can get people on his line to help him make those plays. Right now, he's still trying to do it all himself. He's like rookie year Josh Allen. Josh Allen tried to do it all himself, except Josh Allen did not have the talent Eichel did at that time. But Josh Allen cared. Okay, that's fine. Well, I the felt, Bills I went 7-9 like, Josh Allen's yeah. rookie year. What, what, would, would, they have, would they have gone 6-10 and 10 if he didn't? And guess what? He got well, if, if Jack Eichel cares, did the Sa- last year the Sabres make the playoffs if Jack Eichel cares? No. no he they win. And they may have made that hilarious little bubble thing and gotten so, embarrassed in the first Now, again, I'd like to make the point. I just mentioned like 10 minutes ago, Jack Eichel, 
did care. Like, not that he does. I'm not saying he doesn't care now. That's not my point. What I'm saying is, last year there was not an argument about does Jack Eichel care enough. But when I look at when I look at a guy like Josh Allen who came into a situation like the Bills, right? He was in an awful situation on a team that sucked. Kind you know, of. Here's Offensively, the they sucked. Offensively, they were bad. He I mean, they no just came off of the playoff. He, but he, they just came off of the playoff. Yeah. Their defense was a top three defense in the league. And, again, it's very hard to compare football to hockey. I understand it that. It is because it, you get immediate uh, – Things that, things that you try and fix in football, can you can see immediate results. Yeah, you draft a guy in football in the first round for him to start on your team immediately, which is you what tr- Allen yeah. did, but he was, he was a project. That's what Eichel did. No. Eichel well, started immediately after he got drafted. Yeah, so because he's a second overall pick. But Duke, no outside offense, of the top three. He's hard to football as a quarterback and hockey as a center. It, it's it's a it's a big difference. I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing quarterback and center. If you draft somebody, well, you are because I'm Jack Eichel is a center. Okay, and Josh but I'm not comparing quarterback and center. I'm comparing captain and captain. The way I see them play, how hard Josh Allen works. We well, also have multiple plays. captains on a football team. That's true. Okay, but I would. Okay, Josh Allen's the main captain on our team, right? He's the guy who leads the team. Yes, but my point though is you got multiple captains on a football team. So if Josh Allen was not leading your team. Would you still be successful? I would say the answer to that is yes. You have and a also, good coach. The I, reason that Josh Allen is probably so confident in leading because the coaching staff is one to – like if you listen to Sean McDermott, he's probably one of the most positive guys in terms of bringing you know, a locker room together ever. I mean everybody's just like – When I look you walk at in the building, the I think you're bills, happy to be there. I don't question the offense. I don't really question the defense. It's, sometimes I question the defense. But Especially I don't question year, the right? coaching. I don't question the general manager. When I look at the Buffalo Sabres, I don't really question the offense. I question the defense. I question the goaltending. I question the coach. I question the general manager. See, I've questioned everything about the Bills forever, and like they're good now. They are very good. Our defense can use some work. Yes. Right? In some areas, that, yeah, for sure. that doesn't have anything to do with Josh Allen either. And yes, the Sabres do suck. And now and, that's, and, that's and another. The Sabres, the Sabres need a lot of pieces, like they need a new coach. Like they need everything. They're, everything is not good with the Sabres. I still think you can be a good leader, like if you have, if you have the heart and the energy of somebody like Josh Allen, you can be a better leader in the National Hockey League. I think it's also. Uh, yeah, you could be a uh, – I'm not going to tell you that Jack couldn't be a, a publicly better leader on the Sabres because that would be uh, – you know, I guess you'd love to see him on the bench, you know, go down and patting everybody on the head and saying, like, you know, hey, we got this or whatever. But, again, it, it, that's it's unrealistic to say that because I don't know how much this has to do with it, but uh, like I said, it's very hard to compare football to hockey. Sports are sports, but football and hockey and baseball and basketball are all completely different. In football, you have a sideline, and it's wide open, and you have your helmets off, and you can walk up and down. There's guys sitting. There's guys standing. There's plays being called. You get your defense out there. You're taking a break. You've got probably like seven minutes where you can go down. You can talk to people individually. You watch film, do whatever. In hockey, your Jack Eichel is on the bench, off the bench, on the bench, off the bench every 20 seconds. He's out there for probably 35, 40 seconds. He comes to the bench for 30 seconds, goes back out there because he's their best player, and you're double-shifting him because that's exactly how hockey works. Okay, and so you asked me if I thought – somebody asked me if I thought Jack Eichel did not embrace Buffalo, right? Yeah, you said I don't think he's embraced Buffalo, and Jay said well, – Because I, I don't like, know. I mean, I, I actually don't know. I don't necessarily I don't, think I don't think he really did. 
right? Okay, what makes you say that? Well, there's a number of things. Like, one, he doesn't really do public appearances or anything like that. And when he does, it's like, like, he doesn't just go out and, like, meet fans. Like, you know what I mean? Does, who, who, who does go out? Josh Allen does. Where? Uh, he, I, I give me three, give me three Josh examples of when Josh Allen went out and met through fans. I, I, I can't name specific examples. I've seen pictures on social media and on the news of Josh Allen going and meeting. I've people. also seen pictures of Jack Eichel going to Roswell. Don't you really have a Roswell. picture with Jack Eichel? I have a picture That's with Jack Eichel. That's a terrible thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, no, no, no. no. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I have a picture with Jack Eichel. Do you know? Do you know how he acted when I was there? He seemed so in, uninterested in being there. It might just be his personality, man. I mean, look. I mean, if your if your argument is maybe he doesn't have the personality to be a captain, then fine. We'll just move on. Okay. From there. Now, I this mean, is, at the end of the day, we've been is, talking about this forever, and we're going nowhere. This is four weeks ago. Jack Heichel said he has undoubtedly never stopped being a Patriots fan. Okay, that's fine. I feel like that's not embracing the city. <laughs> You're allowed yeah, to be a fan of the place that you come wherever, from. Man. I, mean, I mean, I don't. It, I, I get that you're in Buffalo, and Buffalo hates the Patriots and whatnot. But I mean, God, I mean, it, it, I, I don't think. To like, me, it looks like he wants to go. Okay, for the we talked about this. Yes, and that we can tell that through the contract that he signed in Buffalo. Okay, so uh, this is going to be the, my last point before we move on. Do you remember last year doing the roster quizzes, and I said this player is a Bills fan for Logan Couture, right? Yes, and yeah. I had no idea. You had no, no idea. No freaking clue. But he is a pretty big Bills fan, right? Why isn't he rooting for the 49ers? Yeah, he was, he's on San, He's in San Jose. Why shouldn't? Why isn't he a 49ers fan? Or, 49ers or went to the Super Bowl last year. Why isn't he a 49ers fan? It doesn't – you're allowed – you don't have to be a huge – and that could be a personality trait, you know? I mean, like, that's your thing is, you know, if you interact with fans, and you know, sometimes you can talk to them, go back and forth, like, oh, no, this is a team, whatever. But that's not what's important because you're not playing football. You can be a fan. You're a and human being and a sports fan. You like sports. You root for your team that you want to root for. But at the end of the day, you go out on the field. You go out on the ice for the team that you are signed a contract for and drafted by. Or I don't know if Luke Couture was drafted by the Sharks. Like I don't he know was. that information off the top of my head. He, he, he was. was great. But regardless, it doesn't matter. When you're signed by a team or picked up by a team or drafted by a team, you uh, have an obligation to go out there and, and play that sport for that team on the ice. And it doesn't matter if you go on the ice and you're excited on Sunday at, you know, at 7 p.m. and go, hey, the Patriots are playing on Monday Night Football tomorrow. I hope they win. That doesn't matter because you go out there and that's all you're doing is you're playing hockey because you're an athlete and that's what you do is you go out there and you play sports and things don't really – it doesn't really matter at that point. What matters is – if you go out and, and you can be a Patriots fan, but you can still go to Roswell and sign autographs for kids with cancer, you can still do that. You don't have to be a Buffalo Bills fan living in Buffalo to do that. And I agree. That wasn't a great point. That was kind of stupid. That was just me being. Tony D'Angelo was waived. That was just me finding another reason to. What you say, Jed? I said Tony D'Angelo was waived. <laughs> All right. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we could get into that. I promise. I promise. Um, I just, from what I've seen in Jack Eichel, he just seems disinterested in playing for the Buffalo Sabres and being in Buffalo. And I just wish he could be more of a captain. Okay. That's, that's Duke's point. Uh, you know. And my point Let us know in the comment what you think. Tony D'Angelo was waived. Tony D'Angelo was waived from the New York Rangers. I don't know if you guys heard this. Tony D'Angelo got into a spat 
Yes. Here, okay, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So here's is what we know. Jay was talking about this earlier. And, and then know, you were just like, Jack, yeah, I don't know. It's how been it's 45 a... minutes, and we have not continued talking about Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> we have been recording for 51 minutes and 34 seconds. Oh, my gosh. I was literally like, Tony D'Angelo is waved, and Duke was like, Jack Eichel sucks as a captain. <laughs> anyway, Tony It needed to be said. Is Tony this, D'Angelo. Now, here's the thing. I think this podcast can be longer because we haven't recorded in almost a year, right? Yes. We want to keep it short. As long as it goes. Come on. I think people want to listen to us talk for two hours. We're not Joe Rogan, man. No, let's keep going. All right, let's do this. Let's make it two parts. It's not that hard. Do two parts. We can report two parts today. Or we just continue. Yeah, just whatever. And if people want to stop recording, maybe they'll just stop and they'll pick it up later. They can listen in two parts. Yeah. (laughs) All right, yeah. Yeah. Part two starts now. So, Tony D'Angelo, and, and we're finally going to get into it. Uh, here is what we know. Uh, actually, Jack. <laughs> him and Alexander Georgiev had a bad uh, miscommunication. They gave up the goal to Sidney Crosby. They lost. Again, they're not very good. And they went into the tunnel. And uh, Tony D'Angelo apparently made some smart-ass comments to Alexander Georgiev about the mistake that he made. Uh, and Georgiev had enough of it, and apparently he socked him. This is a legend. This is a, now that's a part that, that we 100% so don't here's know. Here's the thing, because I also saw a report from somebody that I don't remember who it was, and I don't, I'm pretty sure they were verified on Twitter, but I could not tell you. Yeah. I thought I saw that Chris Kreider stepped yes. in. I've seen that Chris was Kreider, I've seen Keandre Miller, I've seen Alexander Georgiev. Um, the ones that I've seen of Keandre Miller came from Larry Brooks, though, so I'm pretty skeptical of that. As much of a cool story as it would be. Oh, my God. Keandre Miller. Oh, my God. I don't necessarily think that's the rumor that I have I want it to be Kreider, though. Kreider clocking a defenseman in the face. From what I heard, it was confirmed that, like, a more senior, bigger, a bigger player. They said bigger. Now, when they said bigger, do they mean a bigger player or bigger in the organization? That's where it's, is it Miller or is it Kreider? Yeah, they said a bigger player stepped in. So we, we don't know. All we know business. is Tony D'Angelo got clocked. Yes. They treated, In your face. They treated Tony D'Angelo like Amari Stoudemire treated a fire extinguisher. Is that the right guy? Who's the guy? I have no idea. <laughs> oh. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> no, you so, guys don't remember after one playoff game, Amari Stoudemire like, punched a fire extinguisher and broke his hand? <laughs> he punched a fire extinguisher. I think it was Amari Stoudemire. That's kind of hilarious. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So Tony D'Angelo was waived, and he cleared waivers. And he cleared waivers. I wonder why nobody wanted him. I wonder why. <laughs> but now, realistically, let's like there's, there's provide some context about Tony D'Angelo here, for those who don't know, is that Tony D'Angelo was a projected top five pick in 2014, but he was drafted 19. Now, why did he fall all the way to 19? It's a Bo Callahan situation. Because somebody, <laughs> somebody leaked a video of him with a gas mask bong on the night of the trip. <laughs> no, or Larry. it could maybe because he was suspended once in the OHL for abuse towards an official and then suspended again uh, in the OHL for abuse to a teammate. As one Eight does. games. Apparently inappropriate language was used. And uh, from the looks of it, Teammate was black. Tony D'Angelo is also, we don't have to get into all of it, a 
very conservative person. Big Trump guy. Big Trump guy. And, uh, you know, doesn't really believe in the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And, uh, you know, also doesn't believe that COVID is a really thing. He is a COVID denier. Uh, so just these are him, just things about let's just, we're let's just throwing this out there let's just say him and Tim Thomas would have gotten along <laughs> yeah <laughs> him and Tim Thomas would have been excellent teammates <laughs> I you know I forgot about Tim Thomas that's a name that, that I haven't heard in a long Tim time Tim Thomas won the Stanley Cup when Obama was president and said nope. I'm not going to the White House <laughs> <laughs> but keep cop- hey hey keep politics out of sports that's all I have to say. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> God, I, I gotta be honest, man. I'm so freaking happy today. This is the best news in a while. You know, you know what would be great is I hope that this podcast goes on Spotify and then like somebody tweets at us like, "Hey, keep politics out of the Over the Boards podcast." I'm like, "Hey, I'm just glad we got people listening yeah. to our podcast." <laughs> well, you listen to our podcast? I'd be like, "That's so dope." You'd be like, "Shut up, liberal." <laughs> oh my God, I. Well, so, here's <laughs> so here's the thing is so like I made a joke on my way in uh, about like because I was late obviously because yeah. I'm always late to everything to record That's today. Usual. Yeah. Yeah. So did Dude you see early. my text about like where I was? Yeah. And and why our fan like six seven eight yeah. eight two like. Yeah. So so basically there's a. Yeah. There it, we didn't even unpack that. No. There so, is a burner account. So there's a there's an account on Twitter uh, that the the logo is just the New York Rangers logo. Um, and I'd be interested to see. Now this will be fun. The the account is just it's New York Ranger fan like six seven eight nine three seven eight five or whatever. Whatever. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of numbers. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of numbers. Um, and the account is constantly defending Tony D'Angelo and dunking on some of D'Angelo's teammates. Yeah. So, like, imagine being like, dude, I'm a huge Tony D'Angelo fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like, dude, there are like a hundred players in the NHL. There are so much better than there are two right hand shot defensemen on the Rangers who are better than Tony D'Angelo. You're really going all in on the wrong. You're going all in on this third pairing defenseman. So so here's the thing. So the so people have tried to trace the account back to Tony D'Angelo, and it's it's like all but it's like people like this is. Probably Tony D'Angelo's burner. Account. Yes, because Tony D'Angelo, if you remember, tweeted back in July that if Biden was elected president, that he would accept the results and that he wouldn't care. And then when Biden was elected president, he deleted his Twitter and told people on his Instagram to follow him on Parlor. So, um, yeah, so like Tony D'Angelo, right? So this is probably his burner account. The burner account only tweets when the Rangers are not playing. Yes. It's not like yeah. it's you think that an account that passionate about the Rangers would like live tweet during games. Yeah. You know, like Tony D'Angelo gets an assist, be like, hey, nice pass by Tony there, huh? No. Or if something bad happened with Tony, blame the defensive partner. I mean, let's be fair to Tony. This is the only time I'm gonna be fair to Tony. It's harder to see succeed. He's playing with Jack Johnson. Yeah, it's tough. That that's is tough. tough. So um, second laziest Jack in the NHL, <laughs> Jack Eichel. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, if you look at, you know, like, if you just look at this burner account, it's really funny. Like, people apparently have like traced the IP address of the phone that tweets the account. And to, one of them, they traced said it to PPG Paints Arena yeah. the night the Rangers were playing the Penguins, yeah. and then somebody tweeted at the account. Hey, p- to prove you're not Tony D'Angelo, tweet something during the Sabres Rangers game 
and the account didn't tweet anything during the Rangers game until after the game was over. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't look at my phone during the game. You know, so it's like... I, you know, because so, he's playing. <laughs> but so basically, anytime and yeah, then it's like NHL rules. <laughs> so then, like when when uh, when Pierre LeBron, I think, tweeted this morning or, or uh, yeah. like the hey, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he tweets like or not this morning, back when over the weekend when Tony Gianbro got released, the account was like, WTF? Like why? Yes, it's I like, saw that. That was hilarious. That was like ha ha ha. Like you silly goose, burner account. <laughs> uh, of course. Sucks finding out this way, Tony. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's basically all that goes into it. Um, the one thing that I will say about it is Tony D'Angelo was waived, so he is in the first year of a two-year contract that pays him $4.8 million. So nobody claimed him. Uh, there are two things the Rangers could do. One, they could uh, take the steps towards a contract termination right now, or they could just kind of stick him on the taxi squad, kind of keep him away from the team, and then in the offseason – uh, they could buy him out of his contract. They'd only owe $400 million against the cap, or $400,000 against the cap next year, and then $900,000 a year to that. They owe $400 million. Just add a few more zeros. <laughs> 400K, not 400M. That's a big, that's a a big difference. difference. 1,000 times the amount. <laughs> but, uh, you, know, you know, you talked about players who are being lazy, you know, Jack Eichel. <laughs> Do I have the story to tell you? Let me tell you about the shift. You know, when Pierre-Luc Dubois got on the ice and took a free skate, a public skate just around the rink. That was – I feel like I could have, like, maybe skated faster than Dude, him on that shift. Yeah. And I'm not fast. Say what you will about Tony D'Angelo. At least he has heart and – Conviction. Oh, God, you know? you're, gonna get, you're gonna get arrested for saying that someday. Someday, someday. Jail. Our, Jail. I cannot wait. Our po- our Spotify is gonna shut down the podcast. You know, I would. Our Spotify is gonna. If I was the Sabers, like Spotify is right, gonna come back. They're gonna shut down all of Griffcast because all of Griffcast podcasts <laughs> are on the same Spotify profile. If I was we don't the Sabers, differentiate them at all. And so all the Griffcast podcasts are gonna shut down. The What the Buff podcast and the over the uh, the. The, 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 the two-point conversion podcast and the Talking Smack podcast, all of them are going to get shut down because of Duke's comment that Tony D'Angelo works hard and is a, a player that puts in heart and passion. Has conviction. Has <laughs> conviction. Okay, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, uh, so, if I was the Sabres, okay. I Gotta back on this would grid. claim Tony D'Angelo off waivers and make him my captain. What? <laughs> He's already cleared. Oh boy! Oh God, boy, dude! I would. Trade, You're such a clown. I would trade Jack Eichel for Tony D'Angelo. Now that he is and cleared, retain 100 percent of Jack Eichel's contract. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois went for public skate. Uh, believe it or not, this did not go over well with John Tortorella. Who's John Tortorella? He's kind of a big deal. Um, and Not then the Blue Jackets – so Pierre-Luc Dubois asked for a trade, didn't want to be in Columbus anymore. We don't know why. He hasn't said. <clears throat> and then he sucked for us. He put no effort into anything. And then he oh. had that awful, awful shift. Awful shift. And somehow the Blue Jackets turned him in a third into Patrick Laine and Jack Rosovic? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm all in on this. Patrick Laine is a Columbus Blue Jacket, and he is making his debut tomorrow. And I am so freaking happy. Remember when he was, like, addicted to Fortnite? Yeah. 
Probably not the only thing he was addicted to. That's probably why they traded him. He's probably a drug addict. What? This is the wild accusations <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you, know, you, guys, you guys don't understand. If you want to make it in like sports analyst stuff, you got to be like Skip Bayless and all these guys who just make, and Colin Coward, who just make like wild accusations and wild, like just like, just come up with the most wild things on the planet and then just spew them day after day after day. <laughs> Send people tweet at you and like you get clicks and views because Skip you say Bayless. these outrageous things. Skip Bayless. Chris Paul was apparently making fun of James' man boobs <laughs> in practice. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, speaking of all these guys, that. right, 13 years ago today was the is the 13 years ago today was the uh, Stephen A. Smith rant about um, Kwame, the Brown. Kwame Brown. <laughs> oh, no. well, Kwame? <laughs> Kwame Brown. 13 years they ago today. Was Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the Lakers, they should, they should throw a parade. I don't <laughs> care if they win the chair. They should throw a parade right now. This man was a bona fide squirrel. Scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small ca- hands. He cannot control the ball. He's not fast. He can't run. I mean, he can't control He's, a play. He, he, he can't commit to his He doesn't have one move memory. he can pull in the post more than one time. <laughs> Two times in a row. Oh, I my God. I thought you were talking about the rant where he said, his first move as, as general manager <laughs> of the New York Knicks was to sign him alone. Who was a crack? <laughs> I love. Or I when love he was like, I am, I am a fan of second chances. I believe America is the land of second chances, except when it comes to this fat tub of lords. <laughs> He's talking about Jamarcus Jabba Russell. The this job of the hut, you no good, <laughs> slobbly, lazy, fat, and skippy. It's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> calm down. Dude, you guys follow Stephen A. Bur- Stephen A. Smith Burner account oh, on Twitter, right? Account on Twitter. Oh, you don't because you don't have a Twitter. That is, he does now. Well, you, you have a Twitter? Huh. You got a Twitter? I'm back on Twitter. You're back on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, he does. Matt Duke, follow him at Matt Duke 9789432. I don't know what your Twitter account is. 4578654. Is it really? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, the Stephen A. Smith burner account is probably the best follow on Twitter. It is. I mean, he is, that is, he, I'm assuming. Behind it's Worldwide Wob. It's and so And behind Matt Duke. Correct. Anyway, dude, <laughs> I, they, they did like, he did like the March Madness thing last year when everything got shut down. He did it in May. Of like the best gifts and like clips from Stephen A. Smith, and it was so funny, dude. I love the video when when he does the, the he was on crack, and you, it goes to Max Kellerman and, and Max Thomas like, like he's got his eyes wide. He's like, <laughs> that was that's awesome. Stephen A. I never could listen to Stephen A. Smith, and now I just listen to him to like hope to hear clips that hopefully will be re- will be grabbed by that account and then posted the actions to other sports. He's hilarious. Like, dude, it is literally everything crap. Everything. That's what I'm telling you. Everything that Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, Colin Coward, all those guys. Nick Wright. Just, yeah, they're just outrageous. Nick takes. Wright. See, Nick Wright isn't Sucks. like fun. He's just he's just aggravating. Yeah. And I know he's in my head because I'm a Bills fan, and that's what he wants See, to do. You know how you say he's aggravating? 
That's why he's famous. Yeah. You have to just say outrageous garbage. Also, dude, why do you button your top button on your suit if you're not wearing a tie? That's the stupidest look ever. Vinny Cristiano's suit expert. Cristiano here, suit expert. I love it. It bothers yeah. me. Like, I understand that people Welcome do back that. to watch your suit I just think it looks podcast. dumb. I just think it looks dumb. You're wearing a suit coat. You have it buttoned up. You got a dress shirt on. You button it all the way up to the top button, and you're not even wearing a tie. Do something up there. Like, at least have, like, studs on the shirt so it looks nice. You just have, like, the white button, the clear button with the top, that horizontal slit you can see on each side and the collar. Like, dude, you look terrible. You don't even – I don't know what you're – Vinny is going to go on to be some, like, national NASCAR, like, commentator, and he'll be like, oh, look – Jeff Gordon's in first place, and they'd be like, "But why does this pit manager have a suit that looks like that?" And then it's, it's gonna, it's gonna show his face, and it's just gonna have a graphic. Vinny Cristiano, NASCAR analyst, uh, suit, suit expert. expert. Yeah. So uh, you guys, uh, okay. One of my favorite play-by-play guys is Joe Beninati. And I like him. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I think he's really good. Yeah. And he he does the Capitals, but he does like some stuff on NBC. And yeah. In the past, he's done the playoffs, and he's yes. done a whole bunch of stuff. He, he's fantastic. Yeah, I think he's really good. Um, and. I, I think it's, like, really funny because his path is a path that I hope to, like, follow. Like very, He worked at a suit store when he was younger in college. And like, like, he much owns, like Napoli's. Yes, very much like Napoli's, actually. And so, like, he owns, um, like, a bunch of really nice suits. So just, like, I'm just, like, hoping, you know, I could follow that path. Right now, I believe my count is up to 16. I have 16 suits that hopefully I can wear to broadcast Canisius hockey games if they ever – just like I don't know, play. You know, wash your hands. Maybe play hockey. I don't know. I, like, I don't. I don't know I what to been, tell you. I okay. Just, I have been asked to return to my role at sports games in a limited capacity. That's yeah. wonderful. I was supposed to work the game. I was supposed to work several games so far this year. As the. Yeah, I'm not gonna hey. give it away. Hey. 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 Okay. Ah. Uh, do you, Do you want to know something that's really bad? No. The Ottawa Senators. Know They're else. really bad. So they played the Oilers last night. No, no, no. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators looks like every player on the team is Jack Eichel. The Ottawa <laughs> Senators last night, Stu through two play. periods, through two periods, this is an actual stat, five-on-five oh. five high danger scoring chances, they were leading 11 to nothing in that category. However, they, they were, were down 8, eight to, to three, 3 in the game. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> that's bad. That's really bad. Um yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know how you fix that organization. Their ownership sucks. I'm not a fan of their coaching. They traded for Matt Murray, uh, and then they gave him a big contract, and he kind of sucks. Yeah. But Brady Kachuk's a good player, I guess. Yeah. That's really about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess it's hard for you to be good when you don't have – perennial all-stars in front of you as a goaltender. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, Matt Kinda Murray was tough. good on Pittsburgh when he had Chris Letang on defense. And, and he also had Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin scoring every single goal in front of him. Well, yeah. So I think that's all the time we need to spend on the Ottawa Centers. Uh, um, yeah, Sam Bennett, really who was the fourth overall pick in 2014, he was right behind both Reinhardt and uh, Dreisaitl, uh requested a trade. Sam Bennett has not lived up to any of the expectations of being the fourth overall pick in that draft class. As a matter of fact, his best season in the NHL, he had 18 goals and 18 assists for 36 points. That was his rookie season. 
last year had eight goals and four assists for 12 points in 52 games. Not very good. So um, Sam Bennett requests a trade, and conveniently, the same day. Victor Mete from the Montreal Canadiens. He didn't officially request a trade, though. Sam Bennett. He just said he said that he would he would probably appreciate a change of scenery, but he has not officially requested a trade as of 4:30 p.m. today when we when when I when we were recording this. Where'd you hear that from? It was on the radio. Oh, yeah. That's not what I've seen. Radio. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah. He, I guess Vinny's the man with sources. <laughs> yeah, they do the uh, right. Paddock Chevrolet Sports Update on WGR five fifteen. Now, so I was out driving in at four four uh, four p.m. They said. Wait, regardless, that seems like something. Like I think the the way that they're talking about that though means that he he wants to be traded, but he's not going to go about it the way that Pierre Luc Dubois did. Very very important off topic question. Okay. So you listen to GR in the car? Yes. Okay. What do you listen to in the car? I don't. Ninety three seven. The fan. When you're in the car. In Cleveland? Ever, yeah. Is that what it is? Is that What's the radio station? It's 92.3. 92.3, the fan. Okay. Yeah. What do you listen to? I, I just put my music on. I yeah, that's what I that. do. I like, just kind of throw Ox in. Yeah, put I put on the Ox so and like, I just kind of, you know, jam, I listen, man. I like, um, I like enjoy country music. So during the summer, I'll listen to country music and rock music and whatever. But during the wintertime, I can't listen to country music. Because I don't. That honestly I, feels like, yeah, like, because it's kind of like a seasonal thing. Yeah. I kind of understand that, but I, I very much can listen to country music. In the, in the I, I can listen to very few country songs in the wintertime. Um, Sometimes you got to listen to music that, like, part of the issue correlates is like, to the mood yeah, and, like, the weather. Like, yeah. when, during the summer, I definitely listen to a lot more country than I do in the winter. Yeah. And in the winter, like, the amount of punk rock I listen to definitely yeah. goes up a lot. The, the amount of rap and hard rock friend. I listen to in the winter goes up. Like, when we played, I played football <laughs> on Sunday and, like, as I was driving around getting all my stuff ready, like, I, I, that's what I was listening to. I put on my workout playlist and was listening to a whole bunch of stuff. And, like, when I, you know, when I'm, like, if I'm trying to get it jacked up, like, before Bill's games, like, my buddies now go play catch to, like, work off some of the nervous energy. And I'll, I'll listen to, I'll just listen to music. See, if I'm getting worked up to, like, do something, like, physical like that, like, play football or anything like that, yeah. it's uh, Can't Hold Us by Mac Moore featuring Ray Dalton and uh, Ryan Lewis on repeat. Ceiling Can't Hold Us. It's just, yeah. the song's just called Can't Hold Us. But the yeah. ceiling, ceiling can't hold. Right. Yeah. 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 And the ceiling is the roof. Yes. Yes. I agree. Um, points leaders in the National Hockey League. Have you looked at it? No. It's hilarious. Okay. Uh, tied uh, for fifth slash sixth. Nicholas Backstrom and James Van Riemsdyk with 13 points. <laughs> tied for third and fourth. Nathan McKinnon and Mitch Marner with 14. In second is Leon Dreisaitl with 21. <laughs> And then first is Connor McDavid with 22. There is a seven-point gap between number two and number three. It's almost unfair. Like, I feel like they should have to play, like, like with the opposite-handed stick, like, once a week. I, I think it's perfectly fair because the Edmonton Oilers still have Miko Koskinen and that, that awful defense behind them. That's true. I have Miko <laughs> Koskinen on my – it's a 10-team ten, fantasy hockey league. With two Why? starting goalies and a full, because there's no other starting goalies. Every starting goalie is, is taken. I'd rather go with no goalie. He gets <laughs> positive fantasy points. I'll tell you right now, dude. He actually has. Uh, I'll show you the stats. Statistically, in, so the way that the fantasy points work in my fantasy hockey league, Miko Koskinen has 73 and a half fantasy points, an average of 7.4 fantasy points per game. Is it just because you value like winning a ton? Um. Uh, 
I guess. Vitek Vanacek has 81 yeah. and a half. He's good. Uh, fancy points. Capitals are just fine in that. Connor Hallibuck's got 52 and a half fancy points, 8.8 per Can night. we just talk for a second? First year that we did this podcast, I couldn't have been more wrong when I did my best prediction. I said Martin Jones. <laughs> Literally, right after I said Martin Jones is a good value pick based on the odds to win the Vesna. He turned into maybe the worst goalie in the world. But then the next year, I said, hey, Connor Hellebuck. And what did he do? He did indeed win the he Vesna. He won the Vesna. So I have one brutal pick and one that I nailed. I said Pecorine both years, I believe. Yes, and or Pecorine say, was brutal last year. Did I say Pecorine both years, or did I say Pecorine the first year and Tuca the second year? You may have said Tuca the, the second year, I think. I think I might have taken Because I think you realized that it would be ridiculous to say Pecorine yeah. could win the best. I also play. might have said Ben Bishop. I have to go back and listen. I said one of those two. I'm going to say right. So no, I don't no, you don't know. Do. You bo- both of you said Ben Bishop. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. I remember that. Yeah. I, like ben I remember picking uh, Travis Green to win Coach of the Year. For yes, Vancouver. I remember that. And that wasn't like that far off. No, it really wasn't. Uh, what what say, team does Travis Green coach? Calgary. No. Yeah. I did say close, Travis Green close, from though. Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say – so my buddy Jeremy said, and I'm going to actually steal this from him. If the Sabres can turn it around, I'm going to pick Linus Allmark to win the Vesna because if you wait, look at the way he's played recently – since he came back from that personal absence yeah. when his, da- his father passed away. which is The really analytics would say that he's been one of the better goalies in the National League this year, actually. He's been very impressive. I'm going to pick no, him as a sleeper to sleeper yeah. to win the Vesna and uh, dedicate it to his, his, uh, his, his dad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if his, kinda, his success is sustainable because the analytics the last two years would say that he's – not a bad goalie, but just an average he's goalie. He's just an average it's starter, just, He's yeah. literally like actually like like right in the middle. He is average. Yes. Which, like when you have, if you have a good defense and a good offense, you can win with an average goalie in the NHL. I mean, we saw we, Brian Elliott's taken teams to the playoffs before, and he's not bad, but he's no, not but a he's great not, goalie. Uh, unreal. You know, so uh, could, could you theoretically win with Lena Solmark? Yes. Can you win with the team in front of him? No. No. Well – yeah, that's just a rant. I mean, we don't we won't do predictions. I think predictions are better served on a podcast that's not going to be close to two hours long. Also, it, predictions in a season like this are going to be weird, yeah. man. Fifty six games. So here, speaking of fifty six games, I, I've been meaning to ask you guys what you think. Like, especially since you're only playing seven teams. Yeah. You know, the rest of the season. I understand why they're doing it. It makes sense to me. I, I, I'm, I'm not question, I don't want to question the schedule at all. What I'm, what I'm asking is, is how teams are going to play as we get into March, April. You know, um, when you play, it's one thing when you play youth hockey and you're in a division with like eight other teams and you play yes. the other seven, you know, you play eight other teams, you know, maybe you play them all three times and then the, the division's over, you go to the playoffs, you play the same teams and then, being, you know, somebody gets a championship, whatever. In a, in a league like the NHL, where you're now playing all seven of these teams six times. Yes. Or eight, is it eight times? No, it's six. Seven, seven times, times six is 42. Seven times eight. You're playing eight, eight times. Yes. Each team, you play eight times. I'm sorry. My math was terrible for a second. So you play each team Idiot. eight times. I would assume that, especially since a lot of the games are pushed so close, and as I've just mentioned earlier today, that We're New Jersey now has an outbreak. Hmm? We're going to see some scrappiness. Yeah. You're going to have to win with 
with, with gritty hockey. And you're yes. going to need to get some sandpaper. The other thing that's going to be interesting about this, I 100% agree with that point, is you – the thing that becomes important is the point system. Yes. Like what I've noticed so far from watching the Blue Jackets, watching the Sabres, watching a bunch of different you can't games. can't afford last to take teams three minutes of a game. Yeah. If it's tied, both teams are almost always playing for overtime. Yeah. Because they know they're going to need those points. Yeah. Which, which, which is great because it's like, oh, I get an extra point. But at, at the, the same, same time, time, you're giving up a point as well. You're giving up a point to them at least. You know, you, you got like the Sabres have now their 4-4-2. Four, four, you got to stop giving teams points in overtime. You yes. have to start getting wins in regulation. It's not like in a normal year where like, hey, the Sabres can go play Calgary and, and give them lose a in a point. shootout and, and they get a point. Whatever. They, they could give the Blue Jackets you point. Go play Vegas, you beat Vegas in overtime. Literally do not care. Great, you got to win. This year, I actually hate it when we go to oh, – I don't hate it. That's a little bit of a strong you, you don't you, like having to give up that point. Because you give you them a point. especially don't like it and if you thing, lose the game. And the yes. thing is, too, if you are playing – if the other team's playing for overtime, like a lot of teams have been, if you start playing aggressive – the odds that you can score and they will score in like the last like the the, the, the thing the is, is no, nobody wants to try and score a goal and make the mistake that gives up a goal at the other end. So I understand that, but I right. do know what you're saying. Like it because like the odds of you being able to score while they are not because they're playing to defend and go to overtime while you get aggressive and try to score. Like it just it gets the risk reward like going in your favor a little bit. Right. I think it does, now, yeah. but again, you run into part of an issue where like where God, if you if you ha- if you're trying to make a play and you turn the puck over and uh oh, there's a two on one the other right. way. This but, could be the game. But I mean, I back to the reason, back but. to that point system. I mean, you have like it's going to get really important now. It's it's always super important to win games in regulation because that means that that's you know how that works. But you know that's how hockey works. You you got to be able to win games in regulation. You got to be able to score five on five. But I mean, when you're playing only seven teams. By the time you get to pl- ga- play games six, seven, and eight, these teams know your tendencies. They know where you're strong. They know where you're weak. They know what you're good at. They know what you're bad at. And every team knows that about every other team. And you're tired because the way the schedule is playing out right now, games are getting rescheduled left and right in every single division. So you're going to have to now backload some of these games to the end of the season mm-hmm. where instead of maybe like, oh, good, we have a, br- a three-day break where we don't play a game for three days. Now it's like, all right, now, no, we have a game every other day for the rest of the year. And then yeah. if you get another outbreak, then it's, oh, we have a game literally two nights, three nights in a row we play hockey. Three nights in a row we get a day off, we get play another game. You, it, it's going to be really, really crazy. This is a season where depth is going to be crazy right. important. And, and, and a team that can play physical, that can tire you out early in the game. If you play a game, if okay, so like let's say theoretically you get in a situation where games have gotten rescheduled, you're playing three nights in a row, which is like unheard of. Like usually teams do not play three nights in a row in the NHL. No, I mean the only level that I've ever seen consistently does three nights in a row is American Hockey League. But right. that's not like but something they do much. And usually it's, it's preceded by, you know, a week a off. A week off, Yeah, correct. You're not playing, okay, so let's say you play Thursday, you have Friday off, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because now games have gotten pushed back so far. Is that going to happen? I, I, I really don't know. But, we don't know. It's going to depend but on it how could. responsible the players are. But it, it could. could. Happen, yeah. Let's say that happens. In that second and that third game, if you go out there in the first period 
and you start hitting the team and you start pressuring them and you put four check and you, you push them in the boards and you're physical in front of the net and you, gr you wear them down, they're not going to want to get the puck because they're not just going to get hit and they're exhausted and you're tired. The, the ability to have a physical presence on a hockey team is going to be big. And, I mean, speaking of the Sabres, I don't think that's a team that really has that. I'm going to tell you right now, because of the way the season is structured and the exact points that you're making, this is something that I felt. I think the team with the best odds of winning the Stanley Cup, do you know who I are you gonna say, I, I'm going to take a guess. You're talking about – you, okay, are you talking about in the whole league the or whole just league. in each whole division? League. Whole league. Oh, God. The Bruins. I, I was going to say the Bruins are a very good pick. But I, they're old, though, and that would be the only reservation. I'm looking at the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Ovi hits. Tom I, I, Wilson. I, I they like, just signed Zidane Chara. I also like, in part, I like the Islanders only just because I know Barry. If any coach is going to yeah, be able so to be they, successful, they play that defensive system. It's going to be and, Barry Trotz. Yeah, but. But, but at the same time, I mean, at some point, you're going to need some superstars to score, you know, and, and you don't have that anymore. This is who the, the Washington Capitals have Tom Wilson. Garnet Hathaway. I, I said Alex Ovechkin will, will hit you. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Chara, Brendan Dillon, Dmitry Orlov. Yaroslav Spachuk. Michael Correct. Kempney. Jochen Hesch. Tony Lidman. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> You're the absolute worst. No, actually, the Ottawa Senators are the absolute worst. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Capitals. They look like a pretty physical team, and we know they can score goals. And it looks like they're getting pretty good goaltending from Samsona. Van, uh, Vanich is it Vanacek? Yeah, v Vitek Vanacek. That's what, I, I, that's what I thought. So, Capitals, Bruins, Stanley Cup confirmed. No, that's it, not how that works right. at all. Know, that's not how it works. But, um, One team from every division is going to make the semifinals. Now, which means here, here is another thing I want to talk about with these divisions, though, is that the way that the playoffs are structured is the first round's going to be divisional opponents. Yes. So it's like number one places number four in your division, number two versus number three. If the Toronto Maple Leafs cannot win a freaking playoff series in the North – Look at that division. Ottawa. Winnipeg. Winnipeg is kind of weak. Edmonton. Calgary's looking weak. The three uh, – okay, Toronto right now, 15 points in 10 games. Montreal looks pretty good. 12 points in eight games. Those are the top two teams. The third-place team in that division right now, Vancouver has 12 points in 11 games. So they're 6-5. and five. That's your third-best team. Number four is Winnipeg with uh, – now, Grant, Winnipeg's got 10 points. They're 5-3 and three in 8 games. So the, the game's differential is... And they just got Pierre-Luc Dubois. They also traded Patrick Lightning and Jack Roslevic. <laughs> but Roslevic didn't want to play in there to begin with. Because he, he was a restricted free agent. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. like So Winnipeg, yes, they get Dubois. They're probably going to be better as a result of it because I think he fits what they kind of want to do. But seriously, man. This is a team that the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, first year that they made the playoffs with this core, they faced the Capitals. Understandable that they lose it. They're a young team. Then they next year they lose to the Bruins. Still kind of an experience. Bruins are good. I understand it. Then the next year, seven games again, they lose to the Bruins again. Okay, granted the, the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup final, but still. And then last year, they lost to the Blue Jackets. 
And don't get me wrong, I love my Blue Jackets, but really, really, this is four years in a row that this team in this core with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and John Tavares, this they, they, they pumped so much money into this core, and they they don't even have a playoff series to show for it. And if you can't win a playoff series against Winnipeg or Vancouver, you may seriously have to consider blowing it up. Yeah, that is a, a realistic possibility. Because you also have Freddie Anderson as a free agent this season. Yeah, and he's probably one of the more underrated goalies in the NHL. Yeah. So this is important news. Um, this is from Elliot Friedman, who is as reliable as it gets. General Manager Jeff Gordon for the New York Rangers said that Tony D'Angelo has played his last game for the Rangers. Fair enough. Did you see the meme underneath it? Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> He's going to be playing with Yegor Chinnikov soon. <laughs> um, Who um, I didn't know was a person, and the Blue Jackets selected him in the first round, which means he is going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, you were going to say something? You don't remember. No. Wow. Was there anything oh, else we I wanted know. to get? So, uh, so they play eight times in the regular se- They play each team in the division eight times in the regular season. And then it's set up so that you face a di- divisional team in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So you could potentially see a team 15 times in one year. Yeah. Isn't yes. that crazy? That is not even, not even 15. So not even 15 times. I mean, if you play them. Oh, yeah, 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 you're not playing the same yeah. team twice. Yeah, yeah, 15 times. Okay, yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 15 But you could, times you could potentially incredible. see two teams 15 times. Yes. Right. Somebody, you will see, you, you will see them at the bare minimum, you will see them 12 times. You will see two teams 12. The, the yes, team that makes absolutely. the semifinals will at the very least see a team 12, see two teams 12 times, which is, is, is wild. Yeah, and in the north, that means there is a possibility – that the Edmonton Oilers or the Calgary Flames or the uh, Vancouver Canucks could see each other a minimum of 12 times in a season. All those rivalries are just amazing, man. It, there's so many good ones in the NHL. Like, could you imagine if we got 15 Penguins and Flyers games or 15 Penguins and Capitals games? God, that would be so amazing because the Penguins, Flyers, and Penguins, Capitals always delivers. Yeah. Anytime they they li- they put it up on live TV, man, those, those games are always great. But yeah. that'd be crazy. The uh, the other thing that's interesting is just how like the games have been staggered so far. Like the the Blue Jackets right now are technically uh, second in the Central. The reason they're second in the Central is because they have eleven points in ten games. Um, what doesn't bode well for them is four teams make the playoffs, and the Florida Panthers have eleven points. The Pan the Carolina Hurricanes have 10 points. The Dallas Stars have 9 points. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have 9 points. Uh, all of those teams have played 6 games. <laughs> so not yeah. ideal. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Dallas were in the Stanley Cup Final last year. We obviously kind of penciled them in for the playoffs. I kind of penciled in Carolina, too. The question was, how good is Florida going to be? How good are the Blue Jackets going to be? And maybe how good is Nashville going to be? Right now, Nashville is meh. Detroit sucks. Chicago's not as bad as I thought they'd be, but still not great. And Florida has been amazing. They're 5-0-1, and, 
and they look like a team that's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, now, now realistically, uh, there is a possibility that not every team plays 56 games. And while that's... That would be wild. That would be, you know, and it would be interesting to see what the NHL changes about how they did last year. Now, obviously, they did the 24-team bubble playoff um, last year, which, you know, was was completely different than anything we've ever seen before. But I'd also like, you know, to see this year what they do differently. It's a possibility, like I said, because these teams and a lot of organizations overall have have continued to see cases and uh, and like the Devils have, I guess, what you could label as an outbreak right now if, if it's true that 10 players have. If 10 players have it, I'd call that an outbreak. Yeah. So, so now. Yeah. It's like half the starting lineup. Yeah. That's, that's literally, that's, that's. <laughs> the Devils are rolling two lines today. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, it's, like, it's like pickup hockey, you know. Two like, lines and two defensive pairings. We have uh, as many lines and as many defensive pairings as we have goaltenders today. So <laughs> we'll be switching each. At that point, you just like roll, just like roll, guys. <laughs> you just come come in the back door and go out the front door. Yeah. You know. Um, but but like realistic again, seriously, it's very very possible that if this continues to happen and teams continue to get cases and, and games continue to be postponed to avoid other exposures and cross-contaminating with teams, some of these teams might not get to 56 games. Maybe every team doesn't get to 56 games. I, I don't know what that looks like right now. But, I mean, there are, you know, games being rescheduled constantly by the National Hockey League. Um, and at that point, you might look at the end of the year and have to say, now what do we do if you go by point percentage or – or, or something like that, depending on how many teams, how many games you played. I, I don't know what they're going to do because I'm not the NHL. But I, I think that's really something you have to consider if you're a coaching staff because at, going back to that conversation about going into overtime, you can't afford to be giving teams an extra point on you when that point might be the difference between you making the playoffs or not because you're giving a point to a team that's literally racing you in the standings. Yes. You know, if you're That's the why Sab- it becomes so interesting. You know, if you're New Jersey, if you're New York, if you're the Sabres, you don't want to be taking teams like Boston to overtime because if Boston's going to be right in between that three and four spot, you don't want to give them an extra point when that point may be the difference between you making the playoffs or not. Right. The Sabres, if the Sabres don't make the playoffs and theoretically Jack Eichel requests a trade, you don't want you guys taking New Jersey to overtime two nights in a row, even though they, they didn't take New Jersey to overtime two nights in a row. But – you don't want to be taking Washington and New Jersey and the Rangers. You don't want to be taking all of them in overtime. Now, is that just how the NHL is going to have to be because all these games are so close and all these teams are so familiar with each other, it's mm-hmm. e- becoming even more difficult to score points? Sure, as, as the year goes on and we get into March and April, you might see an increase in games, amount of games going to overtime because it's so hard to score or gain an advantage in regulation, which is where special teams comes into play and, and things like that. But even more so than these early games, it's really important that teams now get wins in regulation. And I think that's just something that I, I thought of that I wanted to bring up earlier because right. we last, realistically you might not make it to 56 games. Last five minutes of a game, it's going to depend on your opponent. If the Blue Jackets are trying to make the playoffs and they're tied 2-2 two to two and there's five minutes left and they're playing the Red Wings – you try and take that to overtime. 
if it's tied 2-2 and you're tied with the Lightning, you go for it. Yeah. You have to. If you're facing a team that sucks, you're okay with giving them the, that point. The Blue Jackets can do that to the Blackhawks. They can do that to the Red Wings. You, they can't do that to the Panthers. They can't do it to the Lightning. They can't do it to the Hurricanes or the Stars. So, I think that I think that's a big thing, you know. And I think that's all the more reason for those other teams, for Detroit and and the Blackhawks of the NHL, to to go to, to try and win these games in regulation, to steal two points and not give them one. Yeah. Because why not? But I, I think as an NHL team right now. No team has been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. No team is yeah. sitting there thinking our chances are gone. I, even Detroit, I don't think, is really sitting there thinking Detroit that could go on a run. I mean, you never know. Hockey is such a weird sport. I mean, you would, most people would project that they won't because they're not very good. But, I mean, we, we've seen it. I mean, it before, that teams that aren't great. I mean, who knows? Your goalie stands on your head and has, like, an absurd – your goalie becomes Andrew Hammond in 2013, and, and they somehow right. make the playoffs. You know, yeah. something like that happening. again. You could have that. So I think every team at this point is not realistically thinking, we're an underdog, we need to get take this when we can. I think every team's like, let's take it overtime, let's guarantee ourselves a point, and then we work for that extra point. Which I, I've always been a proponent. I think the NHL should switch to a three. Should have switched yes, to a three point system. Yes, because it makes more sense. It, it I hate that you just pluck a point out of, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. I agree with you. Regulation, regulation, regulation win should be three Overtime points. win, two points. Overtime loss, one, one point. point. Regulation loss, zero. Yeah. It's I totally simple. agree. I, I don't if there was any year to implement that system, it was it this year. It would be this year. Absolutely. Everything's completely different. Why not throw a wrench? You know, why not not throw a wrench in it because that's bad? Why not throw why, something well, else out I think out it there. makes more sense this year. Yes. It's not a wrench. I think it makes more sense when you're only playing teams in your division. Yeah. And these overtime points mean something. Uh, mean something. Yeah. And, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, sure, you because you that at that point, a point. But, at, like, you – five minutes left in a game. We're tied with the Lightning. Do we want to try and get three points and they get zero? Or are we okay with only getting one point? And maybe they get two. Or, the, or maybe we get two points they only the get one. The difference of getting two points more or two points less in overtime is huge. You know. Well, And, and it also takes away from them. The, the, it, the way that you go about that game with that kind of a system could make a three-point difference where you get three points and they get none, or maybe you screw it right. up and they get three points and you don't get any because that's the risk you're taking. Right. If you play a conservative, I mean, plus it impacts the other teams in the league too because if we decide to go to overtime, sure, we're securing a point, but we may need that extra point by getting the regulation win because uh, the Hurricanes just won or the Panthers just won a regulation Right. It, it makes it so It would be different. a very complicated way to predict the playoff picture because really instead was. of saying like, oh, like with a win or an overtime, you know, with a win or an overtime loss, you know, St. Louis has clinched a spot in the playoffs. Now it becomes now it's, it's a, wi a regulation or an overtime win. Yes. Yeah. Only. And if yes. you lose an overtime, you're still not quite there. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, with a win in – you know, you could say with a win in regulation, you've clinched a playoff spot. With three, you get three points, and then you play three more games, and you get one point in two of those games. It's like, well, they got two points, but they still have not clinched the playoff spot. And then, oh, now that team lost their final game of the year, and guess who stuck into the playoffs? A team that just won the last three games of the year in regulation gained nine points on them and snuck into the playoffs. Yeah. 
I I think it makes perfect sense. This that would, would be this, so this cool. Is, I I don't know why they didn't do it because this was actually the perfect year to do it. Yeah, absolutely, it was. Absolutely, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, Unfor- it's unfortunate that they didn't do it. It would have been very cool. I, I really would have enjoyed watching Cause that. Because I think – here's the thing. When you have – the pandemic sucks. It does. It's awful. I oh, yeah, it. absolutely. It's been brutal on a lot of people. But And when you're a sports league, it's been brutal because you don't have fans in the stands. A lot of leagues are losing money. Yeah. They're still going to be fine, I think. But they're, they're still losing money. Very, but this is the yeah. perfect time to like try and shake it up a little bit and maybe get some viewers – yeah, by doing different yeah, things. Even if it doesn't work, like you just go, oh, it was like just a crap. Oh, year, this right? is just a weird year. We were just trying it out. We'll go back to the other system if yeah, you I guys mean, think it's better. If it that works, way. then like, and especially with like the three point system, because that is something that makes a lot of logical sense because there's three points in every single game. Like, you yes. know what I mean? That way you're not just plucking a point out of, out of nowhere, thin air. Yeah. I, I think, too, um, You could. I totally lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Three point system, blah blah blah. blah. Oh, the NHL has tried new things. Yes. I mean, it's they've tried. They put the tracking chips in players' shoulder pads. They tried the puck tracking that didn't work because three all the puck tracking was. By the way, extended. Yeah, three, three, on three, on three overtime, overtime should not be five minutes. No, it should be at least seven, if it not should ten. Be ten minutes. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be okay with it being just unlimited. Until someone wins. I like the idea of the playoffs being different than the regular season in that sense. I'm fine with the shootout because there are there is an audience for the shootout, and I think uh, I want to cut down on as many shootouts as possible. Cosmetic. I think cosmetically the shootouts are, are cool sometimes, and I think sometimes. Yeah, but it's like I hate I mean, that point. There, sometimes playoff positions are determined by a freaking skill competition. Yeah, but I think that's part of the, that's part of the fun of the game. I think that you have an audience for shootouts. But I'm with you that the three and three overtime should be longer. So if you have two teams that are like going all out, like in in, in three on three overtime, because I watched the Sabers and Devils the other day, that three on three overtime sucked. Yeah, one of the worst I've ever seen. But there are some good ones that are just so back and forth. Like I watched Nashville and Chicago. Was that three on three overtime scored. where they ended up having to go to where a Mackenzie over. Blackwood and I don't know Scott Wedgwood and Allmark were just like like made like three unreal saves each because there was no defense in that overtime or is that because the devils and the sabers i think went to overtime both games they went to overtime both games it was it wasn't yeah it was the one that sucked you were the first you saw the first game i think yes yeah yeah the second game scott wedgwood and linus allmark played absolutely out of their minds in overtime sometimes you just get incredible action in these three on three overtimes that's why i want it to be extended if it's 10 minutes long yeah because it, it's literally like it's in waves like a team gets the puck on the opening draw they're, they're gonna have that puck for like two minutes trying to set something up yeah and, and they go they back and rebound and, you yeah. know maybe they continue it but if the other team gets the puck now it's their turn they go back the other way they're gonna try and set something up it's so cool how they it, it lets the skill take over because there's so much ice there's so many talented players in this league. I would be willing to bet that you'd see a drastic decline in shootouts if there was extended. If an extra it's five extended minutes. an extra five minutes, it would be drastic. And and like I'm not saying you eliminate the shootout because I understand you don't want these teams going for 80 minutes in a yeah. especially in a season like this. Yeah. You know, in the regular season, you don't want to. So like, maybe wear these that's guys a change out, that would be a bad idea to make this year. 
you know, because maybe I'm I'm not saying they should have made it this year. I'm just right. saying this is something in I general, want to see in general. That. Yeah, that's fair. you know, I, I, I extend agree. it another a ten minute three on three overtime. If they can't do it by then, they'll just say fine. We'll do a shootout. But I'm fine. I'd like to see shootouts be cut down in it, terms of numbers. If I'm because it also would create more excitement for the shootout. Overtime in the playoffs is it's still three on three, right? Or is it a four on four? It's five on five. Oh, what it's am never, I saying? It's never three on three. What am I saying? Could you imagine three on three overtime in the Stanley Cup? That'd be sweet. Game seven, Stanley Cup Finals, three on three overtime. Golden you'd goal. You'd be throwing up, dude. My if you're rooting for God. one of those teams, you would be sit, you'd be killed over the dude, entire here go. time. Here you go. Three on three overtime, no clock. Golden goal. <laughs> I mean, base, for, basically, for, basically there for, is. Uh, playoffs. No, basically, there is no clock, quote unquote, because yeah. it's a twenty-minute overtime period. That is, then you just, you know, you just sh- go until go shave the ice. Yeah. And you but come he's back suggesting out. just no, like, no, no, no breaks, no, oh no breaks. God. Let the ice get torn up. Just let them skate. No, no, I don't think you want that necessarily. Yes. You want you, the ice to get torn up, the puck yes. to bounce all over? All yes. over the place. We would see a hilarious goal. Dude, the games would end so much more excitingly. I'm not, would, I'm not saying this legitimately. I'm I would saying get this so aggravated. Around, like, I would get so I'm also aggravated. joking around, but that would be so fun to watch. <laughs> like, I just, I just want to see it, like, once. Like, come on. Like, you know, just once. Just to see what it would be like, you know? All right, we're yeah. on an hour and 45 minutes here, fellas. We want to start wrapping it up? Yeah, I think we should. Cause All I right. Have to use the bathroom. <laughs> so do I. Dude, I got to piss my brains I'm out. so hungry. <laughs> I, I really want f- I just want food at this point. I, like, really want I might get McDonald's on the way home because oh. I, I got to go shopping for my grandpa. Yeah, I mean, we had some good conversations today. We did. Uh, next week, we'll have more to talk about. Maybe we'll know more about the Tony D'Angelo situation. We'll have another roster quiz coming up. We'll talk a we little should bit more probably, about the standings. We should probably go back to doing the two a week. Yeah. Because just just because I don't know, you know. I mean, if you guys are okay with coming over here, I mean, I'd be fine with it because it's a lot of fun to do. It seems like this situation seems like it works fine. Yeah, uh, like this is this this this, this is setup, perfect. and is also with how the season shortened and it's fifty six games, maybe two uh, a week would actually be perfect. And then uh, we'll also see here. Um, we also don't have to record for like we used to record for like an hour. We also don't have to record for that long every time. I mean, we can if we want. We don't have to, well, but, but I mean, we, we don't we have yeah. to. Like, yes, if we have nothing to talk about, we could just be like, "All right, guys, that was a cool ten minutes." Although that would be like a waste of time. On that time. would be a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> and we also gotta see how this turns out too, because. Like we got our whole system figured out here, but we got to see like how it actually. Oh yeah, the to... final final product. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I, I've been working on a project for the internship I had, and um, it's a, a podcasting edit. Very difficult. Two hours of audio got to cut it down to 16 minutes. It's been wild. I'm I'm like not even halfway done with it yet, and I just I'm like I'm struggling, really struggling. Anyhow, I. Uh, so I, I had to stop the project to make the new intro for this podcast. To, to do that, hopefully by the time we, um, I don't know if you plan on how like at what point you plan on editing this audio, um, or uploading it. I might be able to have that that done by then. Perfect. I just got to get a, um, I got to find a good like, good voice to do the 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 intro part. One podcast. Yeah, I want to get like a, um, I want to see like find like a funny like a funny but also not quite funny like, voice editor thing. You know, like, uh, like, uh, um, what's the thing from, um, oh yeah, like I want to find like, like something funny, like Bobby Newport's never Bobby had a Newport. real job in his life. Bobby 
Newport. Bobby Newport. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, like, but I want to find something funny like that, but also, like, actually good. Because I know, like, in my head just now, I was like, man, my voice sounded really like a good commercial deep voice guy. And then I listened to this podcast, and, and in my mind, it's like, Bobby Newport never had a real job. It's like, Vinny, you sound like a, such an idiot. <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to find, like, a voice editor on, on the internet somewhere and use that. All right. Well, I think until the next time. Yeah. My name is Matthew Duke. I'm here with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. Did you need to think about my name for a second? No. It okay. seemed like you I had did. to think about whether I was going to say Jay or Jared, to be completely honest. Okay. So you just go with Jay. The, go, go, go with Jay. For, for the just, record, the new intro has Jared, Matthew, and Vincent is the, is the names. <sighs> God. <laughs> it sounds better. He hates it. I know you hate it. That's, Do it over. What? All right. Just completely change the entire thing, like over. <laughs> Jay no, just I really don't and care. Vincent Cristiano the third. I didn't do the third. I should have. Yeah. We are signing off. Good night, Jim. Love Kite. you guys. Good night, Jim. Kite. Yeah, <laughs> that was the thing that we did. <laughs> do you want to pee real?